and welcome back to the University Podcast. This is the podcast that unravels the mysteries of university, covering all the topics that we wouldn't usually hear about. Today I am joined by not one, but two lovely people. Firstly, we have Alex, who is a former drama and theatre arts student who graduated last year and has been working for a year. We also have Sky, who is a current philosophy student who is set to graduate in a few weeks' time. In this episode, I want to open a discussion about graduating from humanities subjects and the reality of finding a job or needing to find a job. I want to see how Sky and Alex have found the prospect of graduating and what their advice would be to other students who are going through similar situations to them. So let's go and meet them. I think the problem with leaving the tea bag in is it gets <laughs> to the, the level of tea that you like, like the yeah. strength, and then it keeps going. Thank you for joining me today. So today we're going to be talking about graduating. Yay! Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so the reason that I've got two of you on today, I'll introduce Sky. Just have a little talk so people know your voice. Hello, my name is Sky. <laughs> Lovely. And we've also got Alex. Hello, that's me. <laughs> so the reason that I've got two of you is Alex, you graduated a year ago, mm. so old, and Sky like now this week yes scary <laughs> if we've passed our degrees <laughs> we're graduating um so yeah the reason that i wanted to get both of you on is to get different takes and also think about graduating in relation to humanity subjects that we've all done sky you did philosophy alex did drama i've also done drama so i can relate but yeah just thinking about humanity subjects and how they don't necessarily always have a clear job at the end of them yeah, my sister literally turned around to me and went, what are you going to do, make a stone? <laughs> <laughs> make like, a stone? Philosopher's stone. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> that, was, that was a niche. <laughs> That's like prior knowledge needed. Yeah. Oh, no, not in my house. See, I would have been like, are you just waiting for an apple to fall on your head? Or like, are you just going to grow a beard? <laughs> yeah, and just basically. sit there with a chalkboard <laughs> and just write your thoughts? That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> conversation <laughs> cool done bye thanks for coming <laughs> so where i kind of want to start is with you alex think you're gonna have to think back a long time right at the start of your third year where were you kind of at with thinking about life after uni uh well i had a part-time job alongside uni that i was planning on taking post uni just to keep me going because i wanted to stay in birmingham i'm not originally from around here i'm um, uh, from way down south I, I sort of half enjoyed it, so it wasn't really what I wanted to do, but yeah. uh, the stuff that I wanted to do is quite hard to get into. I go the last um, like two years, I've applied for about 50 arts jobs, and there's specifically around sort of like theatres, producing, uh, like theatre festivals, um, and I've gotten about two interviews, so it is hard to well, get through yeah. to it. Um, but the, the, the part-time job that I, you know, sort of half enjoyed did give me the opportunity to keep pursuing uh, sort of like personal projects and keep up those applications. So that was quite good. Yeah. Uh, so that security was really helpful. Um, but otherwise, yeah, no, I, I didn't really have much of an idea, even about what in the arts I wanted to go into. I was just like, cool, job in theatre, that would be nice. Yeah. Try my best for that. Because <laughs> did you have people as well who were like, oh, okay, you're doing a drama degree. Going off to drama school then? Oh, uh, yeah, no. Um, so I, I applied for drama school before university. So I took a year out um, trying to apply for drama schools and I, I didn't get in. Um, but after that, I was pretty sure that it wasn't the route for me. Yeah. Um, like I know somebody who's graduated drama school this year who is like an amazing actor 
but at my time at university I've directed, I've written, I've produced, and now I've realised that acting probably isn't the sole route that I want to be going down. So if I had done drama school, I'd well, not be doing too well. <laughs> I'd suddenly <laughs> be going like, oh no, I'm only equipped to do the one thing that I don't really want to do! Yeah. yeah so. Yeah, so is that good as well? You kind of going into your third year being like, oh, I like all of these different things. Mm. I just need to yeah, kind well, of narrow it down. What I ran down with is um, uh, I, I did a module in sort of like performance art, live art, that I quite enjoyed. And I'm now taking that a bit further into um, uh, into applying for a master's at Leicester in art museums. That's the plan at the moment. Yeah. Um, and that's coming off from something that I did at university that I didn't think I'd get involved with at all. Mm. Um, so yeah, even in my final year, something popped up. I was like, no, maybe I enjoy that. Maybe I want to do more of that. Uh, and I think just like like running with that is actually one of the good things. Because I think I could have applied for that master's like a year ago. Yeah. And prob- but it, it took me that year to work out whether I really wanted to do it. Mm. And especially when you think about EU and higher education, you do have to really think. Because I think loads of people are like, cool, I finished school, I'm just going to go off to uni. That's what everyone does, mm. it's fine. And then loads of people don't go on to do masters. So it is that decision where you have to go... How much do I want this? Oh uh, yeah. I How s- much am I willing to spend <laughs> yeah. to get this? Because it's it's hard as well. But I I really I really do rate gap years like years out from education because I think um, barreling on into that next thing every time that I would have done that I I would have made a mistake. Like yeah. if I did the thing that I wanted to do right out of uh, college. I wouldn't have enjoyed university. Mm. If I did the thing that I wanted to do right out of university. I wouldn't have enjoyed the last year, or I wouldn't have enjoyed what's coming next. So yeah. I think I think those those years out are quite vital to work out what you really want to be doing. And if you've got like a like very clear idea, fab. Good yeah. for you. I hate I you. Be- <laughs> <laughs> but I think without that clear idea, that like there's nothing to be afraid of for the year out, as long as you can support yourself, even if you're doing a job that you don't necessarily enjoy, even if you go right back home. I know some people who have you know absolutely hated it, but it spurred them on to do something else. I know some people who have gone back home and actually really enjoyed it and done like had a load of freedom to do things that they really like to enjoy pursue the things that they really wanted to do in the, in the first place hmm. so then sky i feel like you're stereotypically like the opposite of that person i feel like you're <laughs> like school uni next thing so how yeah. did you find going into third year what was your kind of thought process in terms of finish uni jobs kind of stuff my going into third year was by christmas i'm gonna know what i'm gonna do I'm not which, even surprised. Which, which for someone who literally, like, I changed my degree subject, like, two weeks before the internal deadline for UCAS. Like, I literally... What I was, were you originally going to I was doing midwifery, and then I was doing psychology, and then I literally, like, I wrote my personal statement. Don't recommend doing this. I wrote my personal <laughs> statement, and then I was like, actually, no, maybe I'll do uh, philosophy and maths, because I've got a maths A-level. Uh, then I went to a maths lecture at a uni, hated it, I was like, I'm not doing maths, <laughs> and I ended up just doing philosophy. So I don't know why I thought I'd be able to, in three months, find something that I wanted to do. But I basically, start third year, was like looking at, I went to, I've been to literally every careers fair, and I've met all the people that do, you know, this like, the HR section, and the PR section, and marketing, and this, and... I went to talks on PR, I went to talks on Teach First, I went to talks, like, on just anything. Yeah. I had no idea what I wanted to do, but I was like, if I go to all of this, I'll 
find something. In three I months. I had literally, I just cleaned up my room and I had a whole drawer filled with job prospectuses. I don't know what you call them. Oh, like literally yeah. like booklets about all these different jobs. Like and catalogs. All yeah. these things from when I've gone around, basically gone around jobs first and just taken something from every single person. Like, yeah, no, I'm really interested in this. I look back now like I don't even know what that is yeah I'm well it's like, like freshers fair as well when you, you go around and you're like yeah i'd love to do this <laughs> yes. and then you look at it and you're like why what no, no. <laughs> i'm not doing it yeah that was literally me and I, I was like yeah i'm gonna know by christmas obviously i didn't um and at the time like you're trying to i was like doing my proposal for my dissertation and like I had housemates that like knew exactly what they were doing and like applying for things i had a housemate that was like wait careers fairs what are they oh, no. <laughs> that, that was me that was yeah. <laughs> so yeah I had no clue and then I think it, it got to Christmas time and I literally was like right okay I don't need to know what I'm gonna do mm. um and yeah like Alex I had a part-time job at the same time I knew there was opportunity to go like keep that on part-time or like part-time but with full-time hours or I could hopefully like apply and go and work in their full-time office in London yeah. And that's what I ended up doing in the second term. I like end of second term I was like, right, I haven't got anything. I you know, I work for this company already, I know them, I know if I apply for this then like I'll have opportunities, such a thing. Yeah. Like, oh so many opportunities. <laughs> Literally. Um I feel I like that's such a that. like buzzword for third year like look for opportunities big opportunities <laughs> there, there are loads of opportunities it's just finding one that you actually want to do yeah 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 i also feel like they use opportunities in a way that's like an excuse to kind of so like it's some internships will pay you like diddly squat but it's like oh but think of all the opportunities you'll get afterwards. yeah well like there's one at the moment that i'm looking for for arts and it's a 10 month kind of internship mm. And it's seven grand. That is all yeah. you get for the ten months, which I, is pr- which is actually pretty good. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I looked at ones like that, um, and I was just like, I can't support myself in a city that I you know, I don't live in with this. Yeah. Like realistically, it's like seven uh, grand will pay for a cardboard box yeah. and a square of pavement oh. for a year. And, um, like. and I've not been on too much higher than that, but I have needed the too much higher than that. Yeah. Um, because also, yeah, but then if you read through their application, they're like, we're offering you seven grand. And I think to some people who currently maybe don't have a job at uni and like have the luxury of the bank of mum and dad or mm. just rely off their maintenance loan and just wait for the text that is like, money will be coming into your bank account. <laughs> they see seven grand and they're like, oh my God, that's so many nights out. That'll pay for VKs for a whole year <laughs> or like yeah. all of that kind of stuff. And then you read through the job application and they promise loads of stuff like it can lead on to this, it can lead on to this. Sort of in that same vein, one of the uh, interviews that I actually did get was for a trainee position in teaching you how to um, produce for a festival. Um, and I, I got through like quite far um, cool. and then they turned me down because I didn't have enough producing experience. And, and this, oh. like, I've, I've done so much producing like, while at uni, yeah. but they, they wanted some professional experience to do a trainee position. But then, how do you? Yeah, <laughs> it's one yeah. of those things where you have to take two steps forward, then go back to one mm-hmm. step, mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I know what you mean. I've been looking at so many jobs, and unless it has the word graduate in the title, you're not qualified, which is so annoying because how do you get onto the kind of rung of the ladder when 
you kind of don't have anything. I guess another question is, what were the people around you doing? Like, did you feel pressure from course mates in your third years because they were doing something differently or they had their whole life mapped out? I feel like most people in philosophy don't have a clue. <laughs> We're all like, no, we're just asking the big questions. We don't, we don't need to figure out graduation. Most of the people I know, um, there's a lot, a lot of philosophy graduates do conversion year to law. Um, okay. And, you know, that sounds like fun. Um, and <laughs> some others do a lot it, like the mo- philosophy graduates mostly go into like marketing and like PR which is kind of the sort of stuff I started looking at and then went I don't want to do that yeah um, teaching so many RS you know or RE religious studies religious education teachers primary teaching um, yeah because they, they quite yeah. often go into teaching philosophy in schools y- yeah or, it'll be religious studies but yeah so yeah. a lot of the so my, my, I just do straight philosophy, but then there are a lot of people that do philosophy and theology and religion. Okay. Um, so a lot of those students in particular go on and, and do um, teacher training, which is kind of the, mm. the biggest thing I've seen amongst friends. Or I've got people doing masters um, yeah. in like philosophy and, and things like that, or a lot of people just don't know still. Yeah. Um, and like we've got careers people that come in and talk and kind of put a powerpoint up and say like this is what most philosophy students do and it's just it's like <laughs> it's just like it's marketing and pr basically is the one that most do but then on top of that it's like you can do anything with a philosophy degree you've learned how to argue your way get yourself in an interview and you can persuade them to hire you <laughs> but doesn't like, that also great. mean that you can do like nothing i feel like people do that yeah. with drama as yeah. well like yeah, yeah, most sure. drama students if they put up like a little pie chart or bar graph or whatever go into i want to say it's something like events management or essentially but then if you break that down most people are like party planners <laughs> <laughs> but they've just like given it a nice shiny title but yeah then that's not I do for on weekends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that is quite hard, especially when you've got, like, some different people. Because I know for drama, there are people who have a 10-year plan to be artistic directors at the National Theatre. There are some yeah, yeah, people... Yeah, people. <laughs> yeah, there are some people who are absolutely happy to just follow their boyfriends wherever they're going next year and just live with them and get a part-time job working in a box office. And then it's quite hard to be, like right okay what do I actually want to do when you've got people splitting off because when you're choosing modules together it's quite easy to go yeah I'm interested in that I could get on board with that for 10 weeks but was it quite hard to start thinking about something that could be life I do have a lot of friends who didn't really have a clue like I think that is quite common in drama yeah uh, who are like have a clue of what they want but have no idea how to break into it Mm. so that's it's been quite comforting to see a lot of people sort of like in the same boat uh, struggling along the same lines which is, you know, sad to say, oh, yeah, my friends are struggling too. That's great. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there have been some people who have sort of, like, moved away, gotten a job somewhere else, and mm. it seems to be more of the, more of those um, sort of, like, transitioning into a different um, line of work, not really theatre or arts. But, uh, um, yeah, like what you were saying about um, uh, PR, events management, or, like, um, uh, marketing, it, like, a lot of drama people also do those. Mm, so, yeah, sales and yeah. stuff like that. I think they see people that can talk. I feel like they look at drama people and they're like, oh, you're like, they're enthusiastic, they can talk about things. And mm. I think not as much, like, in philosophy, it is quite, there is quite a bit of a range, but there is a lot of people that are quite good at chatting because you've got opinions, so you've come into philosophy to kind of, like, you know, talk about things. <laughs> debate, <laughs> debate things, essentially. Yeah. So a lot of people that can kind of talk, that enjoy asking questions, enjoy talking to people, they're like, oh, 
even drug people go to sales. And it's like, but cool. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think it's. I think it's really daunting to think about. Oh yeah, I might get this job and then do this for the rest of my life. I think. Mm. I think for drama, it, it like for theatre, it, it doesn't really work like that. Yeah. Uh, usually, a lot of it's freelance, um, or you, you know, contract by contract. So it never really works of like, oh, I'll get this job and then I'll do this theatre and education touring schools for the rest of my life. Yeah. Because like that, that issue that they're talking about is not going to be relevant in two weeks' time. Yeah, until uh, I retire. The, the, yeah, the, the, the funding runs out in like a month. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but I think it's daunting to think of there are those opportunities to go and sort of like settle down in something I don't really enjoy but could probably deal with. Mm. Um, and thinking, do, do I want the nice easy path? Or not the nice easy path, but like the I, I'll be able to do this and I'll yeah. probably sort of enjoy it. Or do I want to keep, for want of a better term, bashing my head against the brick wall? Of, <laughs> I want a job in the arts, <laughs> please. Yeah, because it was it weird as well. Like, because I'd say from our parents' generation, it was very much go into a company work your way up do that like my dad is a musician and he still has a stable job and this still annoys me to this day (laughs) that he literally has a job that he's had for the last 25 30 years that is just stable and it's not nine to five but kind of go in go out retire kind of thing yeah like my my parents have been talking to me about graduate schemes like I've from a family I've got two older sisters my elder sister did a master's went straight into a graduate scheme and like worked with that company she's a quantity surveyor she works at the building site um she does stuff. She earns money. Uh, <laughs> she's doing all right. My other sister is like, yeah, she did drama and she's got a part-time job that sort of funds her basically to live. And then on top of that, does what she can. So she's done the uh, teaching, uh, drama, education thing. Uh, yeah. She's done, uh, she's taken things up to fringe. She's done things like with her own theatre company and stuff like that. So like there's different parts there, but they were very much like, oh yeah, go into a graduate scheme and do things and sort of work your way up or like go into a company, work your way up. Like my dad's worked at John Lewis for 35 years or something like that. He's mm. I don't think he's ever had another job. So wow. it's, yeah, it's mad to kind of talk to them and be like, oh, I might try this for a couple of years and then you think I'm going to do this. And he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, because it is that whole thing of our generation is very much moving towards kind of portfolio careers and you see people in every single industry at different ages like it's becoming more and more common now that people of like an older generation will um like be the ones who you see on like checkouts and like tills just because they love working and they're happy for that kind of career change if they've built their way up and because it's become more acceptable that the job that you work in you just need to enjoy it and for them they enjoy that and for someone they might want to go into something really kind of high pressured work in the city till they're 35 and that's fine and then they want to go into like I know one of my mum's friends was an accountant up until two years ago and then she's retrained to be a counsellor because I think it's becoming much more of a thing now to what's the phrase you either live to work or work to live and I think 10 years ago you work to live and now people kind of live to work because that does take up your time and when you've put so much effort into a degree and you've spent like well with drama five hours a week on yeah, campus well, yeah, at some point. Uh, yeah. three hours a week at one point two <laughs> that was a great time yeah when you've put kind of all those hours into doing something that you like it feels weird to then go yeah i'll just well, do something else. both of both of my parents went to art college and my mum became secretary and my dad became a marketing uh, marketing uh, manager oh, right. for the Royal Marines. Yeah. Um, 
So <laughs> Very linked to art school. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it was that situation of I think my dad struggled in it for about like 10, 15 years before he really settled down into a job that he didn't really want. Um, but my mum was just like, just spent like the two years outside of our college going like, well, what do I do now? Well, I guess I can get a job as a secretary. And like that just sort of continued on. So yeah, from my parents' side, there is that sort of like same situation of really want to do this, but nope, it's, no, it's, it's hard to get it. into. It's too hard, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I think, I think to be honest, we're settling into probably the same problem that some of our parents have been dealing with of can you get those, like can you break into those jobs that you really mm. want? Or do you, yeah, do you, as you said, um, work to live? Do you think there's a pressure as well with drama that people are saying to you now, you know, get a job and then you can just do it as a hobby? Or like just do it outside. Like, you know, there are community theatres, you can you can go and watch it, <laughs> you can like mm. go to the cinema, just do that. Well my friend who graduated drama school just like doesn't doesn't have work. Um and he's he was working in a call centre but like couldn't even get into a bed to do it. And then he's found like a different job that's like working in front of house for uh, a um sort of I think it's the Crystal Maze experience. Oh, um, that sounds so it, it, good. It, yeah, it sounds great, but again, it's like it's not what he wants to do. Yeah. And he's seeing he's seeing people working at those places who have been doing those jobs for however long, and they have also graduated drama schools, or they're like writers, or they're musicians, or they're directors, and there are varying ages, like upwards of like you know forty, fifty onwards. Mm. And he's just like, is this the rest of my life? So like when you want to do that specific thing, like they've had other jobs that have like taken them away when they've like been doing like writing or whatever it is, um, but they've always had to come back to working to live. Mm. Especially as well, like I met um, a director this year who that is his full time job. Um, mm. He's really successful. He's directing here, there, and everywhere. He was doing like the tour of the national show that was touring all around the UK, and on the outside you're like wow you are at the top of your game you're doing super super well and he was not earning he was barely earning upwards of 10 grand a year and that is when you think (laughs) it's hard as well when you see what you want to do and that's not even if you're doing maths then you can be like cool okay so I'm gonna have to work at like the bottom of the pile for a little bit but then if I was like a hedge fund manager I'll be great, I'll have my Bentley, I'll be driving around, but then when you've got like humanity subjects where it is like a little bit uncertain. Yeah, it's the difference between seeing somebody who's just like, yeah, graduate salary is this amount of money, it's like 23 grand, and then you're going like, okay, the max that I'll probably get is maybe like 10 or 15. Yeah, (laughs) which is so hard. That's like four years time for me. (laughs) See, I'm on like the opposite of this because like, for I feel like for quite a few people in drama, and this I don't know necessarily, but it seems like you're sort of saying like oh when you've got something you really want to do or like when you've got this idea of wanting to be in this world or do this like I haven't got a clue like I think my biggest problem of like not finding a job is because I don't actually know what I want to do like mm. my degree doesn't lead into anything specific I've you know I've enjoyed it on the most part but overall like it's not been the sort of amazing you know, life-changing thing I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I've enjoyed my extracurriculars a lot more than I have my actual degree, but my extracurriculars are not necessarily something I want to take further anyway. So I'm actually sat in a position where it's like, what do I do? I don't actually know what I like doing mm. in terms of work. I don't know what there is out there that I want to do. So obviously I think my, my current plan is to just go try things, so get employed somewhere and tr- 
try that and then go do I like this what parts do I like and just kind of work it out for the next probably I imagine I might not find something I love for like I'm willing to say like 10 years because I don't yeah. know I have no idea and at the moment it's finding the little things so like I did have an interview for a job I got offered it but it was in London and I decided I'm from the north and I decided I didn't <laughs> want to uproot myself and go to London where I didn't know people and didn't have that support network for a job yeah. that I wouldn't necessarily love whereas I imagine there are people out there that are like oh if my dream job came to me even if it was in Timbuktu you know I'd, I'd go for it yeah but I'm I'm in a position now where it's like right I don't have the job I'd love to do so I'm just gonna work around that with being near the people I want to be near and like doing the things outside of work that I want to do yeah because it is finding that balance yeah. so like there's there's a it seems like there's the two sides here of like oh the arts person that wants to do arts but are they going to be able to live off that and like do they get another job where they can earn money and where do they live and whatnot and then there's like what if I don't have a clue what I want to do like yeah kind of a different view there which is interesting yeah which is scary what would your advice be then to someone who has absolutely no clue and is getting to the end of third year and has maybe spent three years thinking about what they want to do and still doesn't know i think i would say go on all of the job sites and read all the descriptions like i've i'm on i think it's target jobs and a load of other stuff that i'm signed up to i get emails every single day about jobs i don't necessarily apply for them but what I do is I click on them and I read the description because it then means I now know a new job. I know a new job exists. And sometimes I'll read it and go, oh, wow, that sounds really good. Then read the requirements and be like, okay, I need a business degree. I don't have <laughs> yeah. that. Or like, and obviously you can tailor it so that only certain things come through. Or like, I found something the other day and I was like, it was a graduate scheme. And I was like, oh yeah, no, that sounds really good. You get to do loads of different areas of work. That's kind of what I need to do so I can figure out what I like. But I had to be able to travel. I had to be able to... It was like, we don't just work in the UK as well. You'll have to spend three months abroad. And I was like, for someone who doesn't even want to go to London, <laughs> yeah. I can't see myself like, you know, London, Manchester, and then like France. So yeah, there's obviously downsides to, to everything. But like, go on these job sites, read through the descriptions, and just talk to people. Because the amount of people I've now spoken to and been like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And they're like, oh, have you tried this? Have you been on this website? Have you looked at that? Um. And also, don't be afraid to just start something. Like, if you find a job and you get it, you can do it for 10 months and then go, you know what, it's not for me. And do something else. Yeah. Make it develop. If you don't know what to do, you've got to just keep trying things until you find what you like doing. But if you, if, if anyone else has any advice and wants to help me, <laughs> like, that would be great. Offer me a job that I want. <laughs> yeah, because it is hard as well when you go, you know, there's like little quizzes that you can do that oh is like, God. what should you do? I remember when I was in year nine, I got um, head chef. Nice. I can't cook. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Gutting. So close. Yeah, I know. And then I also got floor manager. Which is a job I would love to do now, but like when I was in year nine, I was like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so it's it's quite hard to. I used to get a vet, uh, but I'm allergic to like literally all animals that shed fur. <laughs> that's just a sacrifice you're gonna have to make. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's your part. <laughs> I know, which is sad. Or I sometimes I get things like nurse, but I don't have those qualifications at all. Like I don't even have any science A levels, so it's a bit like, don't <laughs> have. I feel like I need to do one of these things. If it says artist, then like that's really cute. Cool. <laughs> like I'm trying. You've not done one, a quiz that tells No, you no, I haven't done anything. What like would you that. do if it came up with like accountant? I'd be like, oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> I've man. done the wrong path. <laughs> 
Um, what would you say then in terms of you took that year to figure out what you wanted to do after that degree? What would you say to someone who is kind of feeling the pressure from whether it's like parents, other people, just the world, wanting an answer and wanting to kind of know what they should go into? What would your advice be to them? Try and shrug off the pressure as much as possible. Like if it is yeah. from the world, then that pressure is probably internal. If it is from parents, get a job in a different city and live with friends. Um, <laughs> like yeah, get away from them. Um, and uh, yeah, so I would say just sort of find a job that you can do that you don't hate mm. for a little bit of time while you work it out. And if you do that job and enjoy one aspect of it, then you found something that you want to pursue a bit further. If you've done that job and you hate every second of it, get a different one. <laughs> like try, try your best, just get a different one. Uh, sort of like the same thing of what, what Sky was saying, to be honest. Yeah. Just, just, just do something. If it is at home, um, like with your parents on your back, trying to get you to like do something that you don't even want to do, mm. then still you'll be living probably probably rent free, uh, yeah. doing a job that you may not enjoy, but you could be in a different city getting less money off that job that you don't enjoy. Uh, so yeah find find the best option to do something i think the other thing is like i'm i'm not even 21 so i'm i'll, I'll be 21 on friday um yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like i'm so i'm 20 and i'm graduating and i don't know what i want to do but like that's really young and like i the way i always think of it is like i'm 20 if i live till i'm 80 i'm a quarter of the way there like that's literally nothing. So even if in 20 years time, I still <laughs> haven't found it, like it's fine. Yeah, you're only halfway there. You know? <laughs> I, you know, I still have to do it all again, which you know, is gonna be a long lot of time. So I just kind of think like, I feel like I, I sometimes get it in my head like, oh my God, I have to find something I really love and something I really wanna do. And I have to enjoy every second of it. But I'm like, that's too much pressure to put on one thing. And yeah, it's mm. important to enjoy your job because it is a big part of your life. But it, I think it's more important to kind of figure it out on the way because otherwise you just get in a state of panic and you go, oh, I haven't found a job or I haven't found my dream job. So it's just like, okay, that's all right. Breathe yeah. and then figure it out as you go along and, and, it'll, and it will be fine. With the, with the experience yeah. for a year of doing a job that I you know, half enjoyed, the things that got me through that is like spending time with friends, doing extracurricular, well, not extracurricular because I'm not on a curriculum, <laughs> uh, but doing sort of like personal projects, you know, spending time doing things that I've enjoyed. Like I've gone to the cinema for the last like two months, like once a week, and like that's, I really love yeah. that. It's, it's, it's the job that, you know, you don't even enjoy that allows you to do those things. Yeah, and I'd say as well, I think you guys are in a good position where you've had jobs at uni and then that showed mm. you like the ins and outs of a company and stuff Definitely. like understanding a paycheck or understanding how to manage your time if you have to wake up at like 6am and go off to work or if definitely. you get back or earlier or 4 no I would definitely say that I also think like having a job at uni is a really good way to get get experience as you said but like although I didn't take that job further I could have and like every time I got worried about not having a job, that was like my fallback. It was like, right, well, if I don't, I can A, keep this part-time job on, or B, apply for going full-time with them, which I might or might not get. And yeah. so, like, you just kind of gather experience. Like, I had four different part-time jobs at uni, like, mm. some for three weeks, because I worked welcome week, and some for yeah. a year. And I, I think that that is, like, if you can fit it in, it's great experience. You get a little bit of money as well, and you can sort of start... So if you're starting third year and you're worried, I think the other thing people are like, oh no, I'm in my third year, I couldn't possibly have a part-time job as well. 
I think it really is up to the individual. Like, if you are terrible at time management, then, like, in a way, you kind of should get the job so you can <laughs> yeah. get better at it. But Your also, like, it is up to you. Them. And again, like, we are talking from, like, humanities point of view. I know that yeah. other yeah. degrees, like, it just isn't possible time-wise. But for me, where I was in, like, three days a week or, like, four, but with not many hours, like, it, it was possible to fit in multiple part-time jobs. So I feel like it is a really good thing to do if you are worried about what you want to do afterwards and figuring that out yeah and it just puts you at ease as well when you start looking at jobs beyond uni I think everyone thinks that they have to be a really good title or like a really impressive job whereas if you just get something that pays money you kind of see that that's all a job needs to be you just have to enjoy it or it can buy you things like the first thing that I bought with a paycheck it was like the happiest thing. It was, it was so cool. Or like you're, even getting out of your overdraft with a part-time job. You've also got stuff to then put on your CV. And you've got stuff to talk about in interviews. Like it doesn't even, like obviously don't lie, but it doesn't even matter if it wasn't like an amazing job. Like I worked working week for like three weeks. But I can literally take that and in an interview be like, oh yeah, like I'm great at working in a team. Here's an example of like yeah. that one time at Welcome Week when I had to like literally pack bags. Like <laughs> it was, you know, it's not that hard a job, but like you you then have things to pull on and talk about. So the I think it does help not only with figuring it out, it helps you feel like reassured about getting a job. You know more about jobs. You earn money along the way. You manage your time. Like yeah, that's probably would be a tip for people that are worried about what they want to do in the future. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Well, thank you very much for coming and speaking to me. No worries. <laughs> and good luck for the future and happy birthday for Friday thank you very much <laughs> yeah, happy birthday thank you so much to Alex and Sky for coming and joining me today it was really interesting to get their perspective on graduating not only graduating from a degree but graduating from a humanities degree when you haven't got that clear-cut job at the end so I hope that if you are in a similar situation to us that has made you feel a little bit better about the whole thing This has actually been a really, really good topic to talk about because this is the last episode in the first series of the University Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, sharing, liking and supporting this podcast. It means the world to me that people have actually listened. Um, And please spread the word if you have been enjoying it because we want to get as many people listening to it as possible. So that's all from the University Podcast for now, but hopefully we'll see you very, very shortly. Bye-bye.